What makes our country great is the legislative system put in place to protect our freedoms, with lawyers ensuring justice for our nation's citizens. Tune in as top legal experts come together to discuss all things law on The Legal Network. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is The Legal Network Podcast. Today, I'm joined by real estate attorney, Melissa Tannehill. Melissa, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. And, um, you know, just in our conversation, come to realize that you are quite passionate about real estate, and that really is the uh, the focus of your job as far as being an attorney, right? It sure is. I pretty much practice um, specifically in real estate law, so... Um, my whole business pretty much stems from uh, real estate. Wow! I, like, but you grew up on on the the north side of Chicago, right? Correct, the northwest side, northwest side. like um, Edgebrook, Nash area. And kind of a family of uh, police officers, a neighborhood of police officers. Yeah, right? it sure is. How'd you uh, how'd you get started in real estate? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Being a police officer was kind of always my backup if oh, I no if I need if I needed it, right? Okay. Um, but no, I went. Um, I started in real estate, actually, when I was about 18 years old. I started as a mortgage loan officer um, and uh, kind of stemmed it all from there. And Now, most uh -huh. 18-year-olds aren't thinking, I'm going to go be a loan officer. No, I had, I, I had an idea? interesting career yeah. path. <laughs> I actually worked for a car dealership first, okay. and then that kind of led me into the whole financing realm. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, mortgages were a little bit... Um, were a little bit uh, more my area as far as focus goes for for doing loans, yeah. For sure. But then you went to, to school. I mean, you, you did go to be an attorney. I did. So I went, um, I actually went to UIC here in Chicago. And then after UIC, I took a year off and I started working at a bank and then went to um, John Marshall through for law school. And mm -hmm. I went part-time through law school. So yeah, it was a little bit of a different path um, because I was working full time, which extended my law school <laughs> career by you know about a year and That's a half, hustle, a year and a half. It is. It, it was. It was tough, but I was young back then, so I was able to kind of uh, keep to tune. And You're, also, still young now. You're still young now. <laughs> and I can also, I could also uh, keep my eyes open. You know, when I had to work for, for sure. from nine to five and then go to school from six to nine. So. Um, yeah, it was a long time, but it worked, and uh, I'm glad I finished and <laughs> and can't close that to an end. <laughs> but what is it about the real estate component that drew you to it? Because like I said, you're 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 very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, so specifically, I think just like Chicago real estate um, has been interesting because being from Chicago and living in the city and growing up in the city and staying in Chicago for school, I feel like I've been able to kind of go through the different areas of the city. And I've seen areas, you know, for example, like Humble Park come up from being yeah. a not so great area <laughs> to becoming like an amazing area where people are desiring to live now. Um, Absolutely. So just the, the change in real estate, I think is really interesting. And then um, just real estate in general, which has always attracted me back because of the fact that um, getting into the business at, you know, 18 years old and then seeing a vast array of different areas of my life where I was like, you know, doing something different, but always kind of in relation to real estate is what um, just led me back. And I, I couldn't really ignore it anymore. So mm -hmm. I decided, all right, let's just uh, let's go ahead and and use all this knowledge that I've accumulated over the years and um, aim it towards towards the good of real estate and helping other people and um advising, you know, on the legal level of things like that. For sure. And and also, I mean, just the, the background, like you said, the having that, that, that knowledge and that experience, how do you feel like stepping into it from an attorney standpoint that, you know, looking at some of your peers that 
you were probably already in a different place, right? Yeah, definitely. So having the lending experience, I, I think, really helps, right? So part of um, a huge part of the transactional process is the lending piece yeah. of understanding the loan limits, understanding the Can't different buy types of loans, money, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then so um, so understanding that and having that um, foundational knowledge just to relay that to the clients and then also relate to to the other people. So normally a transaction has at least six parties, buyers, sellers, uh, real estate agents, and real estate attorneys. Um, and then the lender as a, you know another party to that as well too. So with all that being said, I feel like just being able to have those open conversations and understanding the, um, the differences of how to get a deal done and the different aspects of deals that just come in full play like throughout throughout the experience piece of it all for sure and then and to that i guess what was the the biggest challenge because it seems like you know you you do in terms of relationships and, and forming that you know, your personality seems to attract that and draw that but when it comes to business a little different right now now all of a sudden you're not just in and part of that conversation we were having is as an attorney you're not just an attorney you're a business owner yeah right so how did you navigate that brand new world of hey now now it's on me right now yeah. i'm having to do this as an attorney i think honestly that that piece came a little bit more natural than like the actual legal piece right so the it, as a loan officer like that's a those are all positions i've i've maybe had like all positions that are except for like one position in my life as far as career goes um that was not a 100% commission position right yeah. and so um going out and starting my own law firm, it was like kind of going back to the basics and um, starting a business is, is, in my opinion, is just all about relationship building. And um, part of the reason why starting my own law firm, it's like choosing who you want to do business with and choosing who you um, are building your relationships with to continue to like have good business relationships rather than just being in a position working for a company where you know, clients are kind of given to you and you have to, to manage those different client personalities or um, or just like not really even have a personality with a client or not not have a relationship with a client because you're just working on their legal aspect of things. So the business side of it, I feel like opening up to new relationships and meeting new people. And um, I'm always super interested in like getting to know new people and their path and like what's new and and how they got to where they are and things like that. So that um, that's just that that came a little bit more naturally than and intriguing to me rather than just being in a position where it was just like cut and dry doing legal work. For sure, for sure. And you know, and to that, as as you build those relationships, what is one what are some of the things that you want to be known for, that value you want to add beyond just like you said, it's easy to as an attorney transact and, and do those things and not really have a personality, not build a relationship with the with your clients. But you don't have that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I personally try, especially with my um, real estate investor clients, because I have um, that side of the business as well too, where like, that's something that I'm really passionate about is just like owning real estate, investing in real estate. You see it, like, there's so many different tax benefits accumulated through like the investment of real estate. There's, it just, it opens things up. Right. So that piece of it, I feel like I'm a lot more passionate about, um, specifically like helping investors and helping, um, current investors or people that are looking to get into the investment business as far as investing in real estate yeah. and helping them navigate like the business side of it. So in addition to um, just being a real estate attorney, I'll also help with the business formation and planning as far as uh, in relation to real estate investors, right? And so that piece opens it up a little bit more to, to um, understanding partnerships, joint ventures, uh, things of that nature, because that all kind of comes into play with real estate investors and navigating 
the real estate investment market and business and actually having it, you know, real estate for profit. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'd love to, to, to kind of dive into that a little bit when it comes to your investors. And, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that that aren't in the real estate space that when they think of an investor, they think of someone who, you know, is is that's their job, right? They're just investing in real estate. But as I've come to find out, that's not necessarily the case, right? You have you know, doctors or, you know, managers or whoever, whatever their job is during the day and then they'll invest in real estate. Is that what you're finding is that a lot of your clients just come from different backgrounds or, or are you more focused in that, like people who see this as an everyday type of job and, you know, don't have an income beyond the real estate aspect? I mean, I think that a lot of a lot of people that get into investing in real estate start it as like, you know, just a, a form of, quote unquote, being a passive income, right? Because they... Um, they invest in real estate and they expect it to kind of grow from there. And then from there, people transition out of their, you know, nine to five job and become full-time investors or something of that nature. So in all of, in all aspect, I would say um, my focus would be like a, a mix of all of that because I've, I've worked with clients who have started um, investing in like two or three properties and then they move on and now they have, you know, they're 10 to 12 and continuing to continuing right. on to grow. So, um, which is also really fulfilling for me too, because I get to see these clients and I'm like, yeah, keep going, keep doing it, you know? So it gets really exciting on my end too. Um, I'm sure you feel part of that success Yeah, for sure. For sure. And sometimes my clients, you know, they'll just call me and say, Hey, this is what I'm working with. Like, what, what would you do? And, um, because I have, um, I have a real estate invest investments of my own with my business partner where like I have this other knowledge that kind of leads into um, more of like the knowledgeable side of being a landlord and rather than just being a legal advisor on that aspect because realistically like the legal process can actually turn into more of a drawn out process when it comes to real estate investors, right? So there's other solutions to come up with before you have to go through the whole legal process as far as, um, like, for example, filing an eviction, things of that nature. Yeah. There's other ways around that without having to go down that road exactly. Well, and, and also from just that experience standpoint, it's not that you're just bringing, um, you know, textbook experience, but you're also the emotional yes. uh, experience, right? That yes. you have to be able to, and I think attorneys do that, you know, better than most is separating the emotions from like the real world facts, yeah. right? That. I'm sure that that you become kind of a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sometimes yeah, sometimes it's more like okay, I know that you know that 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 deal real estate is just an emotional thing yeah. in general. And so um I would almost say that's more on like when people are buying real estate for um, for their personal living, right, rather than investing is where it gets really emotional because yeah. people get emotional about selling it and buying it and, and things of that nature. So that's where I kind of put my hat on as far as like, okay, let's take ourselves out of the emotion and let the me The attachment, kind of, right? Yeah, and let me kind of just, um, let me kind of tell you what the legal process looks like from here. So yeah, yeah. that 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 is, um, that's definitely helpful too, yeah. And from an investment standpoint, you know, especially for those that are listening that might think, you know, I, I just don't have that kind of money to be investing. That's something that, that you help people kind of do in, in terms of forming uh, corporations and whatnot, businesses uh, outside of, you know, the, the everyday transacting on real estate to be able to uh basically share in some of that, right? Yeah. So that you don't and have to come up with all the money yourself. Right. And then there's, I mean, there's there's obviously other ways that for financing that you can, um, yeah, I feel like get into real estate with very little uh, capital to start with. But yeah, like if there is a third party or 
um, a silent investor that somebody who's trying to invest in real estate brings in. That's part of the um, part of the business aspect that I can help with as far as documenting percentage of ownership and um, splits and management and all of those items through opening up like an LLC or forming an LLC and then um, completing the operating agreement and doing things of that nature. And what about for those who, you know, have never done anything like that, might be a little intimidated, but you also offer some sort of kind of consultation in that, right? Where you're yeah. like business counseling. Yeah. I mean, and, for people that are looking to, to just get into the business, right. Um, I'm happy to, to lend an ear and kind of give my input as far as entry points, um, as, as far as like, moving forward and buying their first property and what that's going to look like and what the risks are involved and what, what works from there. Yeah. And, you know, another initiative that we have and, and, a, and a big reason for it is we've all gone through, well, most of us that, 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 you know, went to school here in the U.S. see the deficiencies in, in the system, right, that we come out as adults and no one ever talked to us about you know, credit or, you know, yeah. investing or even checking accounts like banking. Yeah. Just so how much of that do you see in your everyday? Like, oh, my God, this like we're just, we don't know. We don't know. But at the same time, look at this ignorance almost manifesting itself through these transactions and things that you have to correct through your, you know, through your lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. So actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. So I was actually in. um like lending and banking through uh, for a while for almost 13 years prior to to law school right prior to becoming no an way so that that's like where my foundation I feel like is um, is helpful as far as just understanding the the loan side of things with um, financing for real estate or just like even the business side of things for general um, business clients that are um, trying to invest in real estate as well too because. I've seen and uh, and I understand quite a bit as far as the struggles and the um, and the uh, everything that kind of comes through with with forming the business um, on different aspects as well too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be some somewhat of a, of a challenge when you think like if people just had a baseline understanding of of this stuff, yeah, you, it, it probably make things a lot easier. And, oh, and, for sure. and the fear would also go away for sure. But at the same time, sometimes you got to get in, get uncomfortable to really have a, a true experience because um, if we all just decided, you know, I'm going to wait until I'm ready, I'm going to wait until I'm ready, no nobody would ever get anything done because you have to make that first step to be able to get into the real estate market and into the business and for sure um market timing is also interesting too because a lot of people think like oh the market's not right the market's overinflated right Right. now things of that nature but like over time in my in my opinion and experience real estate is more of a long game like you're not looking to get into real estate and get out within the next year like this is something that you you've you're looking for longevity purposes of yeah no and and I think I mentioned you. I was watching some boring documentary on the like Germany's wealthy, right, elite kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I mentioned is just like a natural consequence of of success is that you just you begin to get more of it, right? So it's yeah. not a fault like, hey, I'm just getting richer and the rich keep getting richer. But most of the time, it's what they mentioned was because of real estate. And as you said, the timing of it that from one year to the next, you could be you could have five billion, and then the next you have. 10, 15 billion, yep. <laughs> and you didn't do anything. Yep. Right? It's just the property value. How do you see that now with what has been through COVID and everything else? And not, not necessarily in the market, right? Because everyone can see that, hey, there was a boom in real estate and it was transacting and people were buying houses and so on and so forth. But from a relationship st- relationship standpoint, how did that change for you where you know, now all of a sudden you're having to form relationships 
differently. Yeah. Right? Every, everything is different. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. It, it helps that um, the housing market saw a whole lot of transactional activity during COVID because people were trying to move and get out of their smaller spaces, move into um, larger spaces, have backyards. The suburbs saw a huge um, move into people wanting the space and moving back into the suburbs. Really? The suburbs were like absolutely um, silent for like a while because everybody wanted to, to keep the uh, activity in the city, have access to the good restaurants, things of that nature. But um, so that that helped with like having um, the real estate business during COVID. But to kind of answer your question more back as, as going into relationships, I feel like maintaining relationships became a little bit easier during COVID because of the fact that, you know, as running a business that's basically based, that's mostly based on referral based business, um, I'm always kind of one to like be out at events, um, have speaking engagements, things like that. So like when that kind of stopped and slowed down, I actually felt like it was a little bit easier to focus on um, some of the business partnerships or business relationships that I really valued. And like those were the people that I could call when, you know, when you're when you're running your own business, you kind of you're on an island. And so it's important to have people you can reach out to and build those relationships off of. So once COVID kind of hit and and there was no more in-person events or, or meetups or things like that, it ended up being me reaching out to, to the people that I kind of valued most to, to talk to and to talk things through and to work with. And that's part of the, the best piece, in my opinion, of like running my own business is I get to choose who I get to work with, right? And so if it's someone that I'm not really clicking with, we probably are not going to do business again. But if it's someone that we work really well together, we're going to continue to build that relationship and keep that flow going. For sure. No, I think that's such a great point. Um, you know, and there's so many things like that that happened during COVID where because we had this time and, you know, that now all of a sudden I'm like, what do I do with this? And people became more creative and, you know, started to do other things that it makes sense that as now all of a sudden, how much of your job you probably realized was going out and doing these things to, to grow your business that now when you don't have that to do, mm-hmm. you can focus on other things. Yeah. And one of the things that you had mentioned was um, leadership, right? And kind of looking at that, what what as you grow your team, what are some of those things that are important you know, as a business leader, but not just within your own team and the structure of your team, but to, to, to be a leader and, and take that onto the real world. Like, what are you hoping or what are some of those things that, that you know, you want to to see through that leadership that, that you called? Um, yeah. Yeah. So like with building a team, um, I feel like having sustainable goals and um, having timeframes as far as like when we want to accomplish things and where we want to be and having a joint vision with all of the team members really makes sense, right? Because it, a team is is different because everybody's in it for a different reason. Everybody sure. is like finding something else fulfilling um, or a piece of it. And maybe, maybe you share that piece with your team members and maybe you don't. And so it's kind of like aligning visions and staying on track to stay focused with, um, with the overall um, vision of the team and and like where our weaknesses and our strengths can kind of help each other out as well too. Yeah, no, and and I think just as a leader to to be able to recognize that um, and see where people are most passionate, right, yeah. is, is probably the most gratifying thing as as far as what you do in, in, in terms of that that team structure. Yeah. What what are some of the I guess what is the vision for you for your your company for yourself for your team? 
Um, so I, I actually love what I'm doing and I've, I think I mentioned this like before we jumped on, but, um, I am feeling absolutely content right now. Right. And so that's an amazing feeling because I'm just happy with where I am and and what I'm doing, but I also see growth. Um, and like, I'm continuing to grow and see it coming down the line in my future. And so I, I really, I'm excited about that because um, as I continue to like work with my team and meet new people and meet new agents and meet new investors, I see um, I see myself learning from every single person. And so when I'm learning from all those different people, you know, it's like these are good qualities that I can continue on and that I can maybe like work on on myself that I'll continue to move forward and and help grow my business and kind of help um, and help them from there. But Overall, I kind of categorize I categorize my um, involvement in like different things, and that's it's like the the constant scale of things, right? So I have my law firm, and then I have um, my real estate investment business with my business partner, and then I also have um, an involvement in the Women's Bar Association, and then I have like my personal life, right? And so every week, what I kind of find interesting is I'll um, I'll do a to-do list of like everything that needs to get done in those four categories. And so that particularly is like where I see myself going and like where I continue to go and how I need to build those things. And like something, sometimes it's like literally on the personal side, plan a vacation, right? So (laughs) so things like that, that end up just kind of coming, coming to surface, realizing, okay, wait, I might need a timeout because I'm trying to juggle all these things and manage all these different things. But, um, but at the same time, you know, on the, on like the, the firm side of things, it's, um, like realign with the team or, uh, you know, reach these goals or have, you know, have these different transactions that are closing this week, things like that. And then, um, again, it, it just all kind of boils down to like building more relationships with, with people and like expanding my horizon and seeing the future from, from like looking back almost from the future is, is, I mentioned the whole manifestation thing, so, no, <laughs> so that kind of goes it. into it, it too. I but yeah, it. I love it. Um, and then just kind of, and 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 on that note is, from the investment standpoint, right? As as people are listening, especially those that um, haven't gotten into the investment game just quite yet, like what advice would you give uh, to those maybe hesitant or, you know, just wanting some more information or yeah, like yeah. to get started? I would say um, like build a, build a good. Uh, system of teammates. So whether that's your real estate attorney, your accountant, your real estate agents, um, other investors, right? So just like build a support team as far as who's going to help you accomplish what your actual end goal is. Um, and those are those are the people to lean on, right? Because in general, it's, it's impossible to get anything done solo um, without having a good backup system or a good team behind you. And those are, that's it. Sometimes that takes longer than actually getting a deal under contract and closing is finding the right people who are going to help you throughout the whole transaction. That's so true. No, and obviously you've uh, taken a lot of time and care into building your team mm-hmm. uh, and, that, and that reflects in what you're doing. So, you know, kudos to you for, for everything and, and also the vision. But uh, if you're out there listening and, and Melissa is someone that you feel like you can connect with, whether you're uh, a real estate investor thinking about real estate investing or you're a real estate broker, I would encourage you to fill out the form below and that will get to her directly. Uh, but Melissa, thank you for coming in, sharing your story, sharing uh, who you are. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.